Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why the Podcast, the podcast where me, Matt, Kate, and Adrian look at the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? But before we get started, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you, wherever you listen. And if you want to support us more, come check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash butwhythoughpc. Enjoy! about a franchise that is way older than I thought it was, Mission Impossible. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And the person leading this episode today is going to be a guy who loves everything Mission Impossible, Matt. Yes. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. <laughs> We're going to... We're going to find out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> long story. Um, and so I guess... I was, I was expecting to do the question thing. I haven't done the question in, in weeks, Matt. You didn't even give me a softball of the question, though. <laughs> even Adrian nodded his head like, yeah, you usually leave softball. No, the I don't. I did not at all. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> I'm just here drinking water. I made a Wonder Woman thread. Um, okay, so I guess as we always do, we start a question. We start with a question. And I guess my question is, have you seen the movies? And I guess, what do you know outside of the movies? I'll start. I only started watching the movies once I started dating you. Um, Because outside of the uh, interview with a vampire, I don't like Tom Cruise movies. But then I watched that one Mission Impossible movie with you, and I was like, this is some good action stuff. This is that good, good. I gotta keep watching Mission Impossible movies. (laughs) And that's about it. I only know the movies. Um, and, like, I don't even think I've seen the first Mission Impossible, if I'm honest. Um, I, I just remember The Rock. The cliffhanging. Sorry. I, I don't remember any of these movies. Um, I've probably seen, like, the second one. Maybe the third one. I don't know. These movies have been out forever. Since, like, the 90s. And... I'm with Kay as I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, unless he's, like, in Tropic Thunder. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure they're fine action movies. Like, you're talking to the guy who loves Fast and Furious. I'm sure I would like them. I just never sat down and watched them all. And just judging by, like, the previews, they're talking about stuff that happened, like, forever ago. And I don't want to, like, be lost in the movie when I'm watching Fallout. So I'll have to, like, watch the other ones before I even think about watching Fallout. But, um... I'm I'm aware they exist. I don't know anything outside of the TV show. I mean, I, outside of the movie, I didn't even know there was stuff outside of the movie. I thought Mission Impossible was Tom Cruise. That's what I thought too. <laughs> oh, such young people. Also, I'm just going to Fallout to see Henry Cavill reloading his arms. So that's kind of all I care about. <laughs> so yes, when I brought this up about this movie coming out, and I mentioned all this, Kate was like, "Why are we just going to talk about a few movies?" And I was like, "Kate." This whole thing's been around since the 60s. And she's like, what? I'm like, no. 
It's been around since the 60s. Is it like America's answer to James Bond? I mean, I don't know if that's correct, but it could be possible close. Let's talk, and then I'll tell you, because I actually really like James Bond, and I've read some of those books. So, anyway, so basically, I've obviously seen all the movies. I've seen them all at least, probably three to four times each, actually. Except yeah. the very last one, because it doesn't, they Netflix is assholes, and they like to take them off. So every time they put them on there, I have to watch all of them before they take them off again. Oh, I remember that, because you tried to watch a Mission Impossible movie the other night, like, a while back, and instead you put on that, like, Jack Reacher sequel. Yes. <laughs> There's a Jack Reacher sequel? Yes, yes, it's on Amazon Prime. It is a true. Oh, that's Jack Ryan. Isn't that Jack Ryan? Oh, Jack Ryan. They're different. Yeah, Jack yeah Ryan. don't even Sorry. get me started on Jack Reacher. Wait, Tom no, Cruise no, 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 it's Jack Reacher. He got a second Jack Reacher movie? Yeah. yeah. That short bastard got another Jack <laughs> Reacher movie. Yeah. Oh, I hate Tom Cruise. This is going to be my Matt episode where I'm just angry the entire episode. <laughs> oh, I hate Tom Cruise so much. He should have never been Jack Reacher. Okay. He had anyway. this franchise. Why do you have to be Ethan? <laughs> He's Ethan Hunt. Why does he need to be Ethan Hunt and Jack Reacher? It makes no sense. <laughs> I'm just happy I'm not the one going off for Oh, I'm so upset. I'm so angry. <laughs> but yes, I usually actually, before Netflix started messing with us, I usually watched all of them probably about once a year. But then they kind of been messing with me now. So is Benedict Cumberbatch, Jeremy Renner, or Tom Cruise Bay? Because I can't tell anymore. I mean, depends on where we're going with the movies, which we'll actually talk about Jeremy Renner because they kind of all fall in here at this point. But um, as far as that, I've actually I actually knew the TV show. I've only seen a few of it because obviously it was way before my time, and so and you and, called us young. Well, I actually knew the TV shows existed, and I've actually seen some of the episodes. Y'all are young. This came out before I was even born. Yeah, I at least <laughs> knew it existed at this point. But anyways, um, I guess we'll go start with this like a quick synopsis. Since, looks since some of you guys obviously they didn't even, even know. like base his second movie off of like the good books. Ugh. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Okay, Did I'm sorry. Did you Google Jack Reacher? I just looked it up, and it like they base it off of like not even like the good books. Oh, so so dumb. I hate him. I hate. Him. <laughs> I hope he dies in this this next movie. Don't be talking like that. Anyway, so basically what uh, Mission Impossible is, it's an American spy TV to film franchise that follows secret agents, secret agents that are part of an agency called the Impossible Mission Force, or IMF. <laughs> this was the 60s, <laughs> came up with the greatest names. <laughs> I did not know that was the name. Yeah. Matt, you can literally never, ever, ever, and from the rest of the time we do this podcast, ever talk bad about Fast and the Furious. <laughs> if you love a franchise... Where they're, the name of the people is called Impossible Mission Force. Well, A, obviously the movies had to take this from the TV show that was made in the 60s where there was no creativity whatsoever of this. Oh, no. I knew that was so, going to be bad because every time you say it out loud, it's so bad. So it's it a knockoff, so, so it's a knockoff of MI6 and the 007 program. Yeah, it's great. America has to have their things and like it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, I'm, I you love, you love, you love this I'm series, man. I, I, I can't, I can't laugh at you, man. You love this series. Continue. Anyways, they do covert missions against evil dictators, organizations, and actually in later the seasons of the TV show Crime Lords, which I want to mention just because they did it to save money because they got tired of filming overseas and it cost more, so they just figured we'll just do all domestic Crime Lords to save money. So how really? 
impossible is that mission? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you keep laughing. Wait till we get to some of the people that are involved in some of this stuff. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They, o- they operate primary, primarily by using confidence tricks. I know that's what they use. That's what that, Apparently that is the lingo, but basically being a con artist. Basically infiltration, infiltration, and high technology devices on targets. So the TV, basically the masters of disguise. So all the stuff you see in the movies, basically they kind of took that from a TV show they did a lot of it. I mean, some of the stuff is basically kind of thing, but yeah, it's kind of what they do. With <gasps> oh the, my god! This is, Was that Dana Carvey movie, Masters of Disguise, like a parody of Mission Impossible? That I don't know. Does he dress up like a turtle? Yes, that's the and, one. Oh, and then drink Pepto? Does Ethan Hunt oh do that? <laughs> turtle, turtle. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway. Matt, these are softballs. <laughs> I have to get through the 60s show, man. <laughs> Before we can get to the good stuff, apparently. But anyways. Um, it's part of this whole time, like, basically you're laughing at this, but it is part of this whole, like, 60s thing where James Bond came out in, like, the mid-50s. And this came out. Cool. In the 60s, there's, like, a bunch of other, like, spy and crime TV shows that came out in the 60s. Like, this whole, like, they, ABC and CBS had, like, a whole dedicated, like, espionage, like, era here of, like, crime TV. 007, Impossible Missions Force. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop now. I love you. I'm yeah. sorry. So for those of you that haven't turned off this episode already... <laughs> No, I think they're staying with this. I think yeah. they're liking this. Each agent, basically, as they do a team, is specialized in a special set of skills and used accordingly for the plan they do. At least according to the TV show, and as you've seen in some of the movies, they way do it. And then I'll now talk that about, is different. I and, do like that. Well, if you'll let me get to the people, I'll talk about how it's even cooler the way they do it in the TV show. Okay. So anyways, we'll get to the first run of the TV show, which was from 1966 to 1973. And then we'll get to the reboot, or the kind of continuation, soft reboot, kind of t- basically continu- continuation in 1988 to 1990. It was created by Bruce Geller, who also produced Mannix, which ran from 1967 to 1975. And I mention that because basically it was also another show just like this as a crime drama. It ran for a long time. Um, I don't know if I should He died in a plane crash. That's about the only things that were really Aww. special about him. Was he made these two shows, and then that was it. Uh, so the original Mission Impossible from 1966 to 1973 had seven seasons, 171 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Well, that's why when you guys were like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, there is actually a ton. It wasn't like they just had like a few seasons or like even like because even like the Magnum PIs and the Wi-Fi, oh. they were only around for like a few years and then they basically didn't have it much. Well, that's the confusing thing to me, I guess, because like I know about Magnum PI and Maddox. Or like and Matlock and like all these people, but I don't. Remember. Yeah, they all basically spring up right after Mission Impossible. <laughs> I yeah no, I didn't even know. They kind of basically. I don't. I can't say they're the first, but from what I know, they're pretty much one of the first like American shows like this. So anyways, we'll get into the main cast of basically the first season is Dan Briggs, played by Stephen Hill. He was only the first season. He was like basically their main protagonist and like kind of like your Ethan Hunt of the show. But he actually wasn't only lasted one season because he was an Orthodox Jew who had to leave on Fridays at 4 p.m. Yeah. And so essentially, they signed this contract, basically saying we'll allow filming, you know, interrupted due to religious things and everything. And they kind of really had no idea what they were signing up for. 
and then essentially it just became so hard to work around, so many problems. And then apparently some of the stunts he didn't like, apparently he locked himself in a dressing room, refusing to do one of the stunts. <laughs> and basically to sum it up, a quote from basically the, one of the producers or whatever, Joseph uh, Gatman, if someone understands your problems and says he understands them, then you feel better about it, but if he doesn't care about your problems, then you really begin to resent him. Stephen Hill may have felt the same exact way. Yeah. Yeah, so basically yeah. they both kind of had these problems like, hey, I understand you're religious, we're trying to be work with you, but that makes sense. we have to get this done. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. so yeah, so that basically you have this guy named Jim Phelps, played by Peter Graves. He ends up taking over. Uh, play, so they basically changed over to Peter Gra- or Jim Phelps, played by Peter Graves, who be- ended up becoming the lead character throughout the rest of basically Mission Impossible TV. Uh, basically, he had his colleagues of Barney Collier, played by Greg Morris, Willie Armitage, played by Peter Lupus. Armitage. Armitage. And those were your three main characters that made it lasted through the entire, like, series. Like, as a group? Yes. Like, as a unit? Yes. And so, for what they did for the other main characters is basically they rotated them in. They kind of, like, had re- replacements. And so, you kind of have, like, we'll start with, like, the women. They had Cinnamon Carter, played by... What Bar- is that name? I know. It was a great name. I had to say it. Hold on. <laughs> It's probably about what you expect. It's just a really rich, hoity-toity white lady. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, she's smoking. Yeah, she played was. by Barbara. So Cinnamon Car- Carter, played by Barbara Bain, was seasons one through three. Uh, then basically uh, Diana Lambert, played by Diana. Le- Diana. Diana. Diana Le- Lambert, played by Leslie Ann Warren. Basically kind of replaced Barbara in season five. Season four, they just did a bunch of guest stars before they finally had... So one woman at a time is what you're telling me. Oh, they do it with the guy, too. Okay. <laughs> Besides those three, they replace everybody. Okay. <laughs> That's why I said the notable here. And these are just the notable cast. And then they had basically uh, Mimi Davis, played by Barbara Anderson, who basically replaced Linda in season seven because Linda had to go on paternity leave. Maternity leave. Maternity leave. And, yeah, but basically Barbara Anderson thing, because she was the main character and Emmy winner from the show Ironside, which is another crime drama in this time frame. (laughs) And so to get to the guys, you basically had Roland Hand, played by Martin Land. That name, though. What? That name, though. Roland Hand. Oh. (laughs) So played uh, through seasons one through three. And then The Great Paris, played by Leonard Nimoy. Oh, wow. Was in season four and five, who replaced Martin. Yes, the Leonard Nimoy. 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 Wow. Yeah, that's I why I said wait that. till we get to this thing. Yeah. And then we had Dr. Doug uh, Robert, played by Sam Elliott in season Sam five. Sam Elliott? Yes, that's Sam Elliott. The guy that you may not realize is in a, actually a ton of films. The guy from Tombstone. The guy that plays on The Ranch, that stars in The Ranch these days. That guy. He's like 70 years old, still acting off. Oh, this guy has been in everything. He's essentially the other Ron Swanson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I know who Sam Elliott is. I love Tombstone. I know, that's why I was, Yeah, that's why I said he played two seasons in the show. <laughs> and he was actually set to take over for... And so he was actually set to uh, take over for one of the main cast crew or um, of uh, William uh, or Peter Lupus of Willie. But Willie was apparently so popular that they finally basically had to keep Willie and they let go of Sam. Everybody likes Willie? Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, most of them are all dead, except all the women are actually alive. 
because women live longer. Actually, no, because most of the women are all 10 to 15 years younger, except Barbara Not Bain. Not surprised by that. Okay. Except Barbara Bain, who was in seasons one through three, who is basically the same age. And Sam Elliott, who's also the thing. So basically, all the older new cast they bought were all born in like the 40s, where all the starting cast was born in like the late 20s, early 30s. Oh, that makes sense. And so by season five, everybody that was replacing them was like... They also usually... I mean, that's still something that goes on today. Like, if you look at a casting set, like, the women are usually yeah, like 10 yeah. to 15 years younger than the men that are casting Yeah, I mean, things. that's what I said. Like, yeah. So women were obviously well, about almost 10 to 15 younger than all the men at the time, except Barbara, who was about the same age as them. Yeah. Um, had a rating of 8.0 on IMDb. It won three Golden Globes for Best uh, TV Actor by Peter Gray, Best TV Show uh, in 1968, Best TV Star... In 1968, Martin Lando. And actually, all of the women received Golden Globe nominations Dang. during the time. And the funny thing, it wasn't just one of them. It was Barbara Bain, Linda Day, and Leslie uh, Ann Warren all received some sort of Glo- Golden Globe nomination, whether it be Best TV Actor or Actress or Best like uh, uh, TV Star Female or um, I think it was Best Supporting Actress. They yeah. all were nominated. Nice. It won five time Emmy, or it was a f- won five primetime Emmys, and it won eleven other various awards, and was nominated thirty nine other times. So it was actually a pretty successful show from when it ran. And then a bunch of time went out, and they basically decided we're going to restart it again in nineteen eighty eight through nineteen ninety. And basically, it was two seasons, thirty five episodes. So even two seasons were thirty five episodes for them. So that's basically a total of two hundred episodes. But none of you knew where this took place. <laughs> Um, they basically set the setting. It took place 15 uh, years after the end of the last season of mi- the first Mission Impossible. They brought back Peter Graves and Jim Phelps again. Greg Morris and Linda Day returned as guest stars to reprise their roles. And then they basically start with everybody else. Um, it took place during the writer's strike, and so they had some problems with it. The writer's strike of 1988. Uh, they filmed it all in Australia. It was one of the first uh, t- like commercialized TV, American commercialized TV network programs to be filmed in Australia. Oh, basically because it was 20% cheaper. <laughs> it actually had pretty decent ratings and everything, and then they decided to move it to Thursday just because, and basically Bill Cosby's show killed it. And so that the, happens. And then they tried to move it back to Saturday, but by that time it was already, like, in the tank. Yeah. It basically had a rating of 7.6, nothing else, nominated for two primetime Emmys for basically sound nominations. I don't think people realize how much a time slot actually matters yeah. for TV shows. Yeah, like I said, they actually, from everything I read, it was actually doing pretty well. Could have gone on for a few more years, but the, basically that Thursday time slot just straight up killed it. There's a TV show in a nutshell. So let's get to movies real fast, as what you guys all seem to know, and most the current generation and most people know. Oh, these scores are awful. They get better. Oh, that is right. That's interesting. Yeah, no, keep wait. They get, Yeah, you keep talking about they're awful. They're not that awful, as keep you think. talking <laughs> So the movie franchise takes place in 1996 to present day. Obviously, there's now six movies with Mission Impossible Fallout coming out basically today, uh, uh, basically July 25th, and I think it officially releases the 27th or whatever. And the first one, 1996, Rotten Tomato score 62, IMDb 7.1, Mission Impossible 2, 57, on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.1, came out in 2000, Mission Impossible 3, 2006, 70 on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.9, and then These the par- are actually really far spaced out, too. Yeah, no, they give them a good few years. And then basically Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which is probably the one that, that you were probably thinking of. Not the one we saw in theater together, but at least I know I watched this one with you. It mm-hmm. was uh, 2011. Actually, has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes, a 7.4 on IMDb. And then Rogue Nation, which came out in t- 2015, has a 93 as well on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.4 on IMDb. And then right now, Mission Impossible 
Fallout. Basically, it's pulling a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 9.4 on IMDb, but I'm pretty sure that's going to probably drop quite a bit over once it actually opens released. up to everybody. Yeah, over, opens up to everybody over the weekend. Yeah. I will say this, too. Like, maybe the reason it does better in these later ones is because they actually have, like, tech that looks good. Yeah, which will yeah we'll probably get into some of that when we get to the but why those here in a second. I just want okay. to get to the main cast and then get to that. And, uh, so the main cast for these movies basically you have Tom Cruise who's been playing Ethan Hunt this entire time, and Vin Rames who's been playing Luther Strickle this entire time. Those are basically the only two characters that have been through all the movies. I love Vin Rames. Yeah, and then they have Simon Pegg, or who plays Benji Dunn, who's basically been in the third one on, who's basically his characters come on and been become a, really a fan favorite. And then Julian Mead, played by Michelle Montagon. Monahan. Monahan, who oh basically is Ethan Hunt's like <laughs> wife, who plays in the third, fourth, and basically I think returns in this one. And then obviously you have a few others like Jeremy Renner, Alec Baldwin, who also have like put appeared in multiple ones. So those are basically the that's a movie rundown. So let's get into the actual the but why those of what this franchise does and why it's some cool things about it. So one, obviously it's a successful franchise. We had the T V show end up being nine overall end up being nine seasons, two hundred six episodes, nineteen awards, forty one nominations. The movie franchise, six movies, it's been spanning for over twenty two plus years. Right now it's the twenty fifth highest growing franchise domestically and the twentieth highest grossing worldwide. Obviously it's probably gonna climb a few spots. I think it can get to Is this adjusted for inflation? The domestic one is. Okay. I don't mess around with unadjusted ones. <laughs> I don't need to hear about somebody yell how your movie came out now and it sold like twenty five percent less tickets, but it's the highest grossing movie. <laughs> but uh Anyways, yeah, so this one probably climb. I think it can get almost up to maybe like in the teen, like maybe the 15th at the highest if it does really, really well. But it actually doesn't like just, I mean, as much as they're like been successful and rated, they actually aren't like big blockbuster movies. Like, I think really? the highest one is Ghost Protocol at maybe just under 700,000 or 700 million. Wow. I've always assumed that like Mission Impossible is like a blockbuster. I mean, they, the last three, they've kind of made it like that. Yeah. But, the, but also, like I said, this one came out in 91. How much are they made for? Do you know? Uh, the first movie I know was made for only eighty million dollars, and it well, pulled in about two hundred million. Well, I mean, like one hundred and fifty million here. going backwards. One hundred and fifty million, one hundred forty-five yeah. million, one hundred fifty million, one hundred twenty-five and eighty million. And that wow. was wow. Yeah, that's so we actually don't, we don't. I don't know what Fallout's is, but I'm assuming it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Those aren't even, or even for like Rogue Nation and stuff, like those aren't expensive movies, which sounds weird to say, but the, like now the blockbuster is like $400 million movies. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not bad. You don't got to pay stuntman. Tom Cruise does it all. Oh, I do admire him for doing all his own Which stunts. we'll get to that later in our fun facts section, which is probably might be the best part. So that's why you got to hold on to your seats here. <laughs> Y'all can quit laughing at me now. <laughs> Anyway, some the TV series versus the movie franchise. There were some controversies when this happened. So basically, when they went to do the first movie in 1996, they actually asked Peter Graves and Martin Landau to reprise their roles in the first Mission Impossible. <laughs> oh, wow. But they pretty much declined it, and they all the cast hated the first movie. Because, one, if you've seen the first movie, they actually, after starring for nine seasons as the lead person of IMF in The Hero... They basically turned Jim Phelps into the bad guy, and he's the main bad guy in the first movie. Also, don't call it the IMF. Call it what it's actually called. Impossible. <laughs> 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 I don't even remember what the F stands for. Force. Force. Oh, God. It's like some Donald Trump. That's awesome. Like, 
secret agent force that he Star Force that he would come up with. Like that's like literally I mean, he was something pretty I pretty much born in that era, so I mean that's he was born in that era, I'm pretty sure. So probably. <laughs> Anyways, basically Jim Phelps turned it down because he didn't want to be the bad guy after basically carrying being the lead of this franchise, being the good guy, and all of a sudden they're like, We're gonna make you the bad guy. That makes sense. Like it's, if I put like so many years of my life into this thing and then they're like, Oh, and you're the bad guy and Tom Cruise is gonna come in here and play the good guy. Well, Tom Cruise bad. was working under Jim Phelps, so they wanted him as the older guy. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen the movie, basically Jim Phelps is the old basically um but he just yeah. said he's a bad guy. Well, sorry. Have you ever watched a spy movie? Double cross. Literally, that's what happens. <laughs> basically, Jim Phelps is the old guy, which then getting John Voight, I believe, to play him. He basically is a mentor of basically, um, or yeah, mentor of um, Tom Cruise and his team and whatnot. And then basically, the reason Martin Landau didn't want to be in there because they basically wanted him to come reprise his role, and then they were going to immediately kill him. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be there. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be there either. <laughs> but anyway, so that's why he didn't want to go. Which basically, if you watch the first movie and can remember back that far, that's basically what they do. They basically suicide the original, Tom Cruise's original team, which then you find out what Jim Phelps basically did at the end of the movie. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so basically they took Jim Phelps, spent all nine of the seasons, and turned him into a bad guy. He was the face of the franchise, and now he's a bad guy. That would make me mad. Yeah. And so, obviously, this upset a lot of the original fan base and, obviously, all of the cast and whatnot. Basically, I believe it was Greg Morris, right before he died, watched the movie, like, maybe, like, a month or two before he died. It's like, oh, I hate this movie gosh. and died. <laughs> it was so awful, I died. Yeah. <clears throat> I think no it was either him, him or it was either him or Martin that actually did that. Yeah, no disrespect to him. Yeah. I just... No, but that is weird, because, like I said, that was, like, because it... Basically, if you read his obituary or like a, that's literally what it says, like at the end. Yeah, he they asked him to do this thing, or he went to go see the movie. He said how much he hated it, and then he died a few months later. And you're like, okay, wow, wow, no blame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which basically kind of what you were talking about here. Um, the TV series was basically the spy espionage, like mind games and everything else. And obviously, in the TV show, from what I read, what I remember, they don't actually ever kill anybody. So people may die, but the actual agents don't ever, like, go and kill anybody. Oh. Yeah, so it's all basically, like, spy thing, infiltration, like, we're going to go in here, like, somewhat a high enter pool con, you know, and do this and then leave. Or get somebody killed, but then leave. Like, they, like, no They never actually do it themselves. Yeah. And so basically, that was one of the problems a lot of them have, because they basically, if you've seen all that Mission Impossible, they're more of, like, action movies. Yeah. And that's totally not, like, what they had. In the, movie, in the in the TV show, so basically, some of the, they they're technically in the same universe, but obviously the cast and original fan base pretty much just yeah. owns bringing them together. Even though, like I said, they have some of the there's a lot of references. A lot of the stuff is from the TV show. So if I go back and watch the first movies, am I gonna hear the words "Impossible Missions Force"? Yes. So they really? start out with that, and then I think in the later movies they actually move away from it, and that's why it's always IMF, and they hardly ever miss. <gasps> Wait, but. It is still called the Impossible Missions Force. Yeah, everything else is pretty much the same. Yeah, they're IMF. That's why they call them themselves IMF. And if you ever look that at that's what it makes me says. so happy. Yeah, no, it's still everything's the same. Which kind of leads to this whole debate, which we kind of seen with some other movies, like I kind of want to know and talk about, was this whole, like, spy versus action movie. Because obviously the original cast didn't like in a lot of these movies. But we've kind of seen these kind of, like, almost spy and other types of movies turn into almost these action-type, blockbuster-type movies that you guys were talking about. Like, we've seen it in Mission Impossible, 
We've seen it somewhere in the later James Bonds. Why some of the yeah. older people don't like it. We've seen it in Star Trek. Wait, start. Are you talking about specifically action movies to spy movies or anything? No, like, movie? well, what I'm talking about is these action-based movies that were over, not like the oh, original concepts. Yeah. Obviously, we've seen it in some of the spy movies, but it actually goes Jurassic over, Park in there. Kind of, but yeah, basically, you have seen in Star Trek in the newer movies. Yeah. The Bourne trilogy. I'm not really necessarily agree with that they one, feel but it, the same. But they all felt to me. They all felt the same. But apparently, some people really think that the last two are kind of more action movies than the first one or so. Um, it can even be seen in the Fast and the Furious if you watch the first two movies versus like what we get now. The first three. Yeah, nobody counts Tokyo the third Drift. one. Tokyo Drift is, and then I'm sure I'm missing underrated. some others. Yeah. Right? Tokyo Drift is amazing. But anyways, but I'm sure I'm missing some others, but I just didn't know what you guys thought about. If you think it's a problem or anything, or you like this more action-based versus like these other... Because I actually like the first two Fast and the Furious movies, and I can't stand what they put out yeah. now. I, I mean, I think it just has to do with your preferences. Like, so, if I'm completely honest, like, a lot of these movies, and a lot, like, the spy genre itself is, like, freaking horrible for, like, like four women and two women. Um, and so, for me, it's a lot more palatable to watch, like the later movies where it's heavier action because I don't see that as much than if I watch like the like the other ones right because it's not it's not necessarily so story driven um I'm just watching it to see people hit each other and that's all I really care about because I want to go there for the action whereas like the other pieces is and I, I and we'll do a James Bond episode eventually but like I love James Bond but some of the stuff is extremely cringy and it was cringy even when I was little um, but, like, this new Daniel Craig, like, he's still, like, at his heart, like, what James Bond has been. But, like, the fact that there's so much action-packed stuff to it. I mean, and they, act, and they genuinely do do better on that front. But, like, I don't know. I think it makes it easier. And it, it, I think that the reason the studios are doing it is because it's more palatable. Right. For a lot of people. Well, yeah. We're, um, we're, well, what? I was going to say, yeah, because we're stupid. We have short attention spans. Well, I don't think it's because <laughs> well, we're I, all that's stupid. Well, that's why I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm trying not to be asked me. Yeah. No, like, I, I think it's just because it makes it palatable. It widens the audience that can come see your movie. It widens the amount of money you can come see your movie because I don't think a lot of people understand that, like, when it comes to it, like, if you don't appeal to women, you're missing out on 40% of revenue for movies, if not more, depending on who's what study you look at and who's purchasing the tickets. Um, I don't know. I love action movies. I love seeing things blow up. That's why I'm going to the... to to Fallout. I'm going to see a whole bunch of explosions and Tom Cruise getting hit by cars. So, I don't mind the Mission Impossible is the way they've gone. The Star Trek's I don't mind. I don't like the Fast and the Furious. The Bourne trilogy has never bothered me. The Star Trek, I do mind. But I was going to talk about this. Like, I like a lot of the older Bond movies because it's a lot of conversation, story-driven, and there's not as much. Like I said, I guess to me, I think about, like, when you watch, like, spy things, you don't, I guess you don't see people don't take as many... Your yeah. goal is to not get caught and not take as many yeah. chances, not let's, let's start a gunfight at every oh, chance yeah. you can. No, no, I completely... Which makes I, it, like, a lot of those... Yeah. And I completely agree there, and, like, I'm not going to ever knock anybody for liking James Bond, because, like, those movies weren't, like, I was not the target movie uh, audience for those movies, right? Um, but I can definitely see what you're saying. Like, it's more about, like, how do I get out of this situation than how do I make the biggest explosion to get out of the situation? I mean, it's a difference, like, when we play, well, I guess Assassin's Creed, but I played a lot of Hitman, too, was basically the whole goal was to basically get in there, you take your car, get out, and you leave. Yeah. Or you have other people, like, I'm going to grab the rocket launcher. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I, like, the only 
with the ones that you mentioned, the only one I have a problem being, not a problem, because I still, like, enjoy Chris Pine and stuff in the new Star Trek movies, but it's not, it's not really Star Trek, because I care about, like, the interplay of characters, and the dialogue, and the moral questions, and Star Trek is Fast and Furious in Space. Now. Um, but. I mean, I don't have a problem, really, with any of these feelings. I don't, I don't really watch Mission Impossible, because I don't like, um... Tom Cruise, obviously, but like, if you interchange like plots in most of these movies, you get the exact same movie. So I don't buy the because yeah. like something crazy happens and something falls out of a plane and everybody's okay. That happened in the last James Bond movie. That happened in the last Mission Impossible movie. That happened in the last Fast and the Furious movie. Like it's just like dumb action movie stuff. Uh. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I think they And I think the biggest to. reason why they like do they it... Like, the original James Bond, like, a lot of that wasn't taken place. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason why they do it is just because it's just more fun to watch that in the summer than James Bond. Like, old school James Bond being, like, a misogynist, like, yeah. to women. Like, I think it's more fun to yeah. watch Daniel Craig punch stuff than him, like, seducing women in a very creepy way. Yeah. And, like, and that's the thing, too. Like, it's weird, because, like, I've seen some people, like, get kind of mad that you don't have that. But Daniel Craig totally gets laid in all these movies multiple times. Yeah. It's still there. He's still a ladies' man. It's just not yeah. really creepy. And then I think, like, just the biggest factor is just, I mean, if you look at the last, what, even if you just look at, like, the last, like, four Fast and the Furious movies, that's, like, $4 billion. Last two, like, um, almost $3 billion. That's why, that's why they moved away from, you know... The, yeah. the car yeah. thing being like the, the focus. Yeah. I mean, it's why Transformers still makes money even though it's completely awful. Actually, this last one didn't make money, so I'm kind of hoping they just stop it. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, that movie okay, flopped. awesome. Because I saw it on it's, Amazon Prime. It was it's, terrible. It is bad. It is bad, and that's coming from me. I had a lot of trouble watching that movie. <laughs> like, nothing could save that movie. All I know is I watched like 20 minutes of it, and it didn't really make no, a lot of sense. No, it's off the rails. And I was like, I'm out. It's off the rails. The oh. only thing I liked was the baby Triceratops transformer in the hut. Yeah, not not good. Uh, but I, I didn't watch like the original Mission Impossible, obviously, because I'm not, you know, in my fifties. Um, <laughs> You'd be in your seventies I mean, at this point. So, Matt, are you in your seventies? <laughs> no, like I said, I've only seen a few episodes and everything of it, and the the concept stuff like of it but i've not really watched a tv show i don't even know where i'd be able to find that's, that's my point like i don't point. have anything to compare it to other than stupid tom cruise so like i'm okay with it being what it is because all i've actually known it being yeah. what it like that's all i've known is that well that's why i tried to bring in some of the other franchises of this concept because it'd be more of ones you guys would know yeah. and seen some of the other i stuff. mean i think too like i think it just goes back to like the age-old thing like i don't want people touching yeah, that's pretty much what it is like that type of thing that's essentially what it, it comes down to like it could be good changes and people will still get like frustrated like i don't like a lot of the changes in the in the star trek movies but i'm not gonna like ram them for them like i understand what they're doing and why they're doing it um i'm not i yeah. mean i for like yeah, as no, far as star trek like i'm fine with what it is just because that's what i expect when i go into them now like after the second one for sure, because yeah. the first one was pretty good. Like there's lots, lots of really great moral questions there. It wasn't as action packed. Yeah. And then they just like said, "All right, we're just gonna do redo Wrath of Khan," and then this last one was basically just uh, Beastie Boys um, over and over again with like Fast and the Furious in space. I mean, it wasn't that good, but 
uh, it would I mean if like it wasn't bad. It just wasn't what I was expecting. So like, I think the, to, like, to your point, Matt, is like as long as they stick with what they're changing to and they just kind of roll with it, kind of the way like Fast and the Furious has just said like, no, we're just going full tilt into this dumb popcorn movie uh, realm. Then I'm all right with it. But if you like try to change it just drastically and then you kind of flip flop, I mean, if you're gonna mess something up, like mess it up full full go. And I mean, and I think too, like if you actually look at it, like if you take James Bond in perspective, like it makes sense for them to do those changes because each Bond yeah, is exactly. different depending. Like Sean Connery Bond is awful. Don't awful. You dare talk about Sean Connery like that. Matt? He's a real life woman beater, and his Bond is awful. He's never died in a movie. Oh, he hasn't. Almost, yeah. He well, that's, he's that's... almost died multiple times. Yeah, but he's never died. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan's. I actually kind of like Pierce Brosnan's. Uh, Daniel Craig, Roger Moore. Like they're all different types of Bond. So for them, I think that it's it's less felt and it's more understood. Um, yeah, like see, I think the main problem, especially with the Mission Impossible one, they were what are we trying to repri- get the original character to reprise their roles? Yeah. To then, like I said, basically turn one character bad or just change the whole thing. Like it's not like they were making them completely different or changing everything. Yeah. So I could see where, like, if that changes drastically and you're not adding, changing, or, like, doing different characters and actors, then I can definitely see how. So have um, you guys, so have you seen all the movies, correct? Which ones? The, all the, the Mission Impossibles. No. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen the first Mission Impossible. Okay. Adrian, have you seen no, all of like them? No, I've seen the first, like, two. Oh, my gosh. So, that was, okay, that was well, your first question to me, part. Matt, and I told you I have no idea what's going on in this episode. I know, whatever. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I, it was a long time ago. You guys were laughing at me this whole time. Oh, don't worry. I'm still, still going to so be laughing at you. There's still a lot more laughs to go. I'll go over the movies, and we'll see how we go. So, actually, the first Mission Impossible is probably the closest of it, is it? And so it's actually more of like a spy movie, not as much action, even though it is more of an action thriller. But it's more of like the 90s. It's not quite, definitely not overblown. Question. Yes. Is this the one with the cliff? No. Okay. Then this is not the one I've seen. No. Anyways, this movie, unfortunately, is not that bad, except it does not hold up and is awful to watch now. It's so hard. to. Okay, it's not awful. It's so hard. Because, like, a flip phone back then was, like, extreme technology. So it's today. dated. Like, it's something that yeah, doesn't, it's, like, like, it's the not technolo- a timeless movie. Yeah, no, the technology does not hold up whatsoever because, I mean, your smartphone is, like, 20 times better than what they're using in that movie as, like, advanced technology. I mean, well, I mean, technically they got to the moon with less than our, so- than our It's hard to but watch. I mean, I, I guess, me. like, a lot of the is stuff it that really do, that bad? Because, like, what, did it come out in, like, 96? Like. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Oh, okay. The Razor to them is like an the amazing thing. The Razor was an amazing thing. They still thing. had like big computers. In 1996, back then. the Razor was an yeah, amazing thing. Yeah, but. Well, I know that. I'm talking about watching it now. Is hard. it worse than Robert Danny Jr.'s tech in the first Iron Man movie? Oh, we had the sideways well, thing? The, the, I had that, the, and it was actually think, amazing. Yeah. So, like. <laughs> I don't think that one's as bad as this movie is to watch. Some of the stuff is really bad to watch, it's just hard. The second movie is. Awful. I think that's. I think I now, like movie. now that I'm like trying to like go back and like look the plot. I think the second one is why I stopped watching them because it was just bad. Okay, so the is second the second one the one with the, the second one starts open with the rock climbing okay. thing, which Tom Cruise climbed that damn rock. But uh, that one is basically this whole weird. It's almost like basically a crime lord like weird movie that had nothing to do with Mission Impossible at all. I personally hate it. I've seen a lot of like the articles blow up saying trying to defend it and stuff. Basically, this movie did bad to where it killed all the movie product or all the money for the third movie. Oh wow! Because the third movie is actually probably one of my favorites, and it's actually pretty good. What's that one? 
Uh, basically, some do they're doing with like nanotechnology, and they insert th- like bombs in your head, and they blow up. And it's Ooh, crazy. that one's J.J. Abrams. That one must be good. Yes, which we'll get to him <laughs> later uh, in this thing. But yeah, that one's actually pretty cool. And then you obviously have Ghost Protocol, which you have basically the that one, one's really good. Yes, that one's actually really good and starts oh. with upward turn, where they basically they start embracing as action movies in the yeah. thing. That's why I watched it because uh, we we had tickets for Rogue Nation, and you told me to watch that one. Yeah. So basically, after that, also the third one's cool because they introduced Simon Pegg and what they've done with this character from the third one. I don't know what obviously in this movie, but to what they've done in the last like three, four, and five, it's actually pretty cool what they've done with this character. I love Simon Pegg. They definitely he gets a nice little like progression in each movie, so it'll be nice to see what he does with with this movie. Like in the third one, he's basically this computer nerd who's like, I can't go outside. I don't know what I'm doing. And now he's doing missions and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> And then the fourth one is Ghost. Uh, was the fourth one is Rogue Nation, right? Yes. Fourth one no. is Ghost, Ghost Protocol, Ghost and then Rogue Nation, and then Fallout. Rogue Nation. So Ghost Protocol is four. Yes, my bad. Ghost Protocol is four. Rogue Nation five. Yeah, they switched up the thing names, so I get confused now. Rogue Nation that was pretty good. That one's actually not that bad. And then obviously we've fun. seen that one. And then we have this one coming out. The trailers for Fallout look insanely amazing, yes. and they, they they did that like what is it? I don't know who the band is, but, like, I hear them on the radio all the time. Like, it did, like, a fade-in with, like, the Mission Impossible theme song. Yes. And it was so good. Like, yeah. I'm down. Which kind of leads into the next point of basically why is Mission Impossible actually known or iconic or anything. Besides, obviously, you guys, even if you didn't know their TV show or Tom Cruise, basically that theme song. Oh, yeah. So, dun, basically, dun, that dun. theme song is basically in the intro Obviously, you have the the match lights the fuse and the fuse going through the intro and whatnot, and they kind of done it. Oh, oh, and this will self destruct. Well, I haven't got to that part, Sorry. but thanks for jumping the gun oh. again, as usual. If you'd read the notes. Were you just talking about the theme song? Yes. Okay, talk about the theme. Song. So the theme song basically it's iconic. It, IGN had it ranked as like the fifth top theme TV theme song. It's been ranked as at eight. Obviously, it's been buying a majority of TV. Th- so theme is song. this the same TV? Is the theme song of the movie the same thing from the TV show? So pretty much, except I think one of the chords is different. Okay, and but like if I heard both of them next to each other, I would assume. That unless you're a musician, thing. probably not. You might be able to tell a little bit, but you wouldn't be able to tell. I think one they said is like the original one played in a five over fourths for fourth mm-hmm. uh, like note, and the other mm-hmm. one's a four four, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure exactly music. But I mean, obviously, as the later movies, yeah. the movies go on, they kind of like start like mixing them with them. Which then kind of leads to a lot of the t- the parodies they've done with a lot of the shows and like the TV shows. Basically, anytime you see like we have to go on a mission, like whether it's a cartoon or something, they kind of do a parody of spin of like something oh, with this and be lowered from the ceiling. Yes. So all those cool things were in the TV Can show. Can somebody right? Photoshop a picture of all three of us being lowered into like a la- on 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 top of? Uh, I don't know the theme song, Matt. Can mm-hmm. you um, tell me what it is? Can you hum it for me? Um, I mean, I'm not going to hum it. Kate was already humming it. Damn it, man. Come on, man. Which leads to the best part He's of... He's just not as excited as you Come are on, when you, when you, you gotta, go into your favorite every, Everyone's songs. done their favorite theme songs on this podcast. You got you to gotta hum it. But it's not my favorite theme song. <laughs> as I say here, basically, I played this song Guitar Hero. It wasn't that great to play, but it was cool. The James Bond theme song is way more fun to play on Guitar Hero. See, I don't even know the James Bond theme song. I probably couldn't sing it, but I know when I hear it. It's weird. It's been so long. Because well, James Bond, to me, I haven't watched the last few because they kind of have moved away from like a lot of stuff. And I like the old with the dialogue and the cool We've stuff. We've watched, you just haven't watched the last one. We haven't watched Spectre. Spectre's I know, it's also been quite watched. a few years since that. 
But I'm, Daniel Craig's still not my favorite Bond, though. Idris Elba's mine. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> also, basically, there's a lot of cool techno versions of basically both those, those theme songs. Da-da-da. Back when de- techno was cool in like the early 2000s. <laughs> Dubstep. Which leads to the second part that Kate tried to jump the gun on, uh, the self-destruct missions. Their signature, basically, they re- receive some weird tape or something that usually says, good morning, afternoon, evening, Mr. Obviously, the show, Briggs, or Phelps, or nowadays. Good morning, Mr. Hunt. Mr. Hunt, you know, and then it basically explains the situation, you know, dire crisis, and then says, basically, your mission, Ethan, should you... You need to use, like, a real voice for it. That guy's actually, I think, been played, like, so much stuff. The tape, the guy that did the tape voice. He actually well, prized his role. they woman, didn't they? I don't know about in the later movies, but I'm talking about, like, in the TV shows. That's, like, the same <laughs> I just like the for... first name on here. Your mission, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Well, his name was Dan Briggs. I know, but Dan. Anyways, your mission, Ethan, should you decide to accept it or something like that? Should you choose to accept it? Yeah. See, I haven't seen all the movies, but I know that. Cause it's, well, that's like what I'm saying. Everything. Like, it's a timely thing that's been, it's also been in a lot of pop culture stuff. Your mission, Ethan, should then you they, choose to accept it? Then they, you know, then they remind, as always, should you or any of your... IMF, I am force be caught, or IMF, as I say it now, be caught or, or killed. Your I am force. force. Yes. That's how they refer it to. The security will disavow any of your knowledge of your actions, and then usually ends with this mission will self, or message will self destruct in like five seconds or something like that. It's so cool. That's yeah. like my favorite part of all these movies. Yeah, they start all of it. Like and they're they start so every, they, they started every show like that, too. And it's so creative. And they've had, and then obviously the movies have had fun with that, with that little yes. thing too. They've definitely had fun with it. I think it's, is it in Rogue Nation where he like doesn't ex- like it? Doesn't yeah, it doesn't like, explode, yeah. and he tries to yeah. So they have a lot of fun with these. Obviously, those are basically honestly why it's probably like the most like known for and well known. I don't know if there's anything else before we get to the fun facts, which are actually probably one of the most interesting parts of this franchise. It's in my head now. Like, it's yeah, it not going to get out. It gets stuck. It's a really good theme song. It really is. Adrian, are you I just okay? think the name is just so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Kudos for them for sticking with it this entire no, time. No, they haven't stuck with it because no one knows that's they haven't. what IMF stands for. We should put a poll. And Sadly, they don't because... guess to they... see what it stands for. They should have just, like, put it in their... their which one is this? Is this five or is this six? This six. is six. I don't know. They're seventh one. They they gotta put. They just gotta say it like in the title. Guys, have you ever thought that now that you're in Austin, Adrian, we need to go back to like a trivia because since we've started this podcast, I feel like I know so much. <laughs> so they start out saying it. Obviously, they've gone away from it. They always say IMF now. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. So it's like mission. And then it has a semicolon, and then impossible. So like it's called. They're not even called impossible. They're not even called like Mission Impossible. Or what? What's the thing? They're called impossible. So they no. So they know they didn't stick with it because they switched up the the words in like the title of the movies. They should have just Actually, been Impossible Mission Force Rogue Nation. Oh my god, that's such a better title. That's such a better. <laughs> I, I feel like the Japanese title oh my, is I mean, that. I'll, I'll look, given how they yeah, are with I'll Fast look into and the that, Furious. I want to know if the, the, the Japanese titles did that as well, because those are some of my favorites. But I will say this. Just switching one word, Mission Impossible sounds infinitely better than Impossible <laughs> It really <Mission>. does. <laughs> this was the 60s. That's what they came up with. Uh. They didn't want to be myth. I don't know. I that's... wonder if that's what happened. 
again. I wonder if they were just like trying to come up with their acronym, and they're like, we can't be the MIFs. I mean, that's probably it. They, they IMF is not a bad acronym Inf. sounding. It's because well, you can't really make like a, a name or. Well, that, you pronounce it. your acronyms with like the C three letter words. You always you don't call it this. The CIA. You call it the CIA. CIA. Well, I know, but some of the three letter ones get clip it. Clip it. The what? The CIA. That's how I pronounce the CIA these days. You <laughs> call them CIA. I mean, no, they're not supposed to. They're supposed to be red. The letters are supposed to be this red. This episode is my favorite. <sighs> Y'all are a disgrace to this episode at this point. <laughs> I love you, and I love that you I feel like this point is going to be Hunt. self-destructing at this point. Yeah. Oh, is there I anything started, else? I should have started out this episode with that. What? Your mission. Did you choose to accept it? I thought about putting it in there, but I figured since I wanted to sit through the but why those to get in there, especially considering you guys apparently didn't know this thing it was even around. You thought it started in 1996. Yes. You guys actually probably thought it started. Hey, in sorry, I wasn't alive during the yes. 60s. Sorry, yeah, the second I mean, TV show came out show. before I was born, or like ended before I was born. <laughs> you knew what the Bill Crosby was, show yeah. was. Well, yeah, syndication. Yeah, I've literally never seen sure. this show, like, even, like, on, like, the TMC or something. I've never seen it. Yeah, like, I used to watch uh, TV Land with my dad, and I've never seen this. You would never see the Bill Cosby show unless you stay up to 6 a.m. I've seen the Bill Cosby no, show. No, no, they played it, like, right after Family Members and... Um, family Members? A different, or family Matters <laughs> and A Different World. They played it in that block. Anything else before we get to these fun facts? No, I want to get to the fun facts. I'm okay, really fun facts. There's actually quite a bit of them, and this is actually probably the most exciting part if you've made it through this far. Um, there's actually quite a few video games that actually came out in the 90s for this. I don't know if anybody played them. I've actually beat, no. I beat the one on 19, from 1998 I on the N64. I played GoldenEye. So actually, <laughs> GoldenEye came out in 97, and they basically kind of made it just like GoldenEye, and it's basically the same thing as like GoldenEye. But it's actually Mission Impossible. It's a puzzle shooter game. All I'm learning is missing. that I can't get mad about Americans remaking stuff now because they've been doing this forever. The funny thing is, it's actually not that bad of a game. It actually sold over a million copies. Do you have, like, your team with you? No. It's all oh. single player. It's a single it's player shooter puzzle game. Oh. And it was actually kind of hard because you couldn't, like, it wasn't one of those you couldn't just go in there and shoot people because then you just failed. Hmm. So I would not have liked that game. <laughs> no, it was actually hard. Um, obviously, Tom Cruise, in his own stunts, he actually climbed that rock climbed, and he actually jumped from Dubai. See, um, th- like, this is really, oh, you can continue saying Oh, what he attached did. to the, they actually attached himself to that airplane flying, and apparently he's also attached to the new helicopter. So, like, I don't like Tom Cruise for, like, personal stuff, but I just realized that Michael Benya is also a Scientologist, so. I know, I that's what's funny, so everybody yells like about it, but I'm like, really? Tom Cruise anymore? Yeah. Yes! Michael Benya gives his acting career... Basically, all the credit for his acting career to Can we go back and redo our Wasp review <laughs> real quick so I could take back? That's what I'm saying. Like everybody like gets mad at Tom Cruise, but then when you start going down the list of like what actually celebrities I believe just in didn't and do, know that like, people of color were Scientologists. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Right. Anyway, and so like that aside, <laughs> e- even when I didn't like Tom Cruise because when like, you're gonna all learn just enjoy your stuff, movie. And enjoy the actors that play the good fake lives. Even and that's after it. all of the weird stuff, I will say this: like the fact that he's done all his own stunts is really freaking cool. And I also want to know how they make a very small man very tall. 
all in the movies. Haven't figured but that one out. But he's also... It, I know you're going to say he's not Jack, but he's Jack, Adrian. You look at him without his shirt off, and he's still... Oh, he's good. shredded. I don't know um, if that's Jack. He's shredded. You don't have to be six foot tall to be jacked. You can... Like, Jack, to me, is just muscles. Uh, okay. He definitely shredded for being, like, 60s. No, he's old. He does not look like Russell Crowe, and he's older than Russell Crowe. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've never seen the Russell Crowe wasn't even jacked when he was <laughs> in stuff. Oh no, I know, I know. I'm just bringing. No, it, up it was just funny because of the, the mummy, and, and then the same age. Yeah. And then we looked at Tom Cruise, and then we looked at uh, Russell Crowe, and you're like, damn, you you've eaten your gladiator self. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, I I just I, like I will say I do respect him for doing his own stunts, but I respect anybody who does his own stunts. Well, he's one of the few, I mean, not that he's few, but, like, considering some of the stunts that he's done. A lot done, of, like, high-profile movie stars don't do their own stunts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Considering, like, I'm not saying nobody else does, but considering some of the stunts that he has done and it, what he does for how high-profile, yeah. Yeah. I just want to know if they do the thing that they do with uh, with Robert Downey Jr., where, like, Robert Downey Jr., in all of his scenes, he has an actual stage constructed on the stage. I don't know. For him to walk in to make I mean, I wouldn't taller. be surprised, because Tom Cruise, basically, right now, this is his baby, and he basically funds this, and this whole, like, really? franchise That's was his so idea. That's so cool! His whole, this whole franchise was his idea in the first place. Adrian, I want to make a movie and run it as my baby and do literally whatever I want, because I... Fund the movie. That's kind of cool. Are we gonna put you on he stilts? basically said in 1996, I want to make Mission Impossible. Are we put you on stilts? Yeah. Which gets it better. So, make fun but fact. But I need that good, good Scientology Back money. to f- to f- to former Bay, who basically died out. Jeremy Renner. He actually, when he... Did you just call him former Bay? Yeah, he was the guy who always wanted to be a spy, but will never be known as a spy. Will be always Aww. be known as a spy that never could. So Didn't when he, he also try to take over Bourne's Yes, thing? if you'd let me read this thing. So he signed on for that third movie, or the fourth movie, for Tom Cruise. And basically, he was going to take over for the movies as the lead when Tom Cruise left. But then Tom Cruise said, nah, it's never going to happen, man. I'm Tom Cruise. And so Jeremy Renner just basically struck this deal. He's not even in the sixth one. I basically done. He also did the same thing with the Bourne, the Bourne series. He was supposed to take over for Matt Damon, but apparently his movie didn't do as well, even though I think it's a little underrated, but I can understand Aww. why people didn't like it. And then they went back to Matt Damon. So Jeremy and now Ren- people just shit on Hawkeye? Like, Jeremy yeah, Renner can't that's catch what I'm saying. a break. He, ha- he had his good moments of his good years, and you're ready for him to take off, and he was just waiting in the wing, and then everybody said, nah, we're going to keep playing. Why are character. all of these other white <laughs> action stars taking my spot? I can't get in. Yeah. So that's what happened to Jeremy Renner. Aww. So uh, is that why he's former Bay? Who's current Bay though? Benedict is always. Okay. We got this. Oh yeah, that's right. How dare you? Anyways, uh, so the third movie, um, <clears throat> basically because he went to go, Tom Cruise said he wanted to go make World of War, and he actually does everything with this. He put the whole entire movie on pause, and so Simon Pegg was actually supposed Wait, to be what pl- movie? Mission Possible Three. Okay. Tom Cruise was supposed to go. He started in War, War at, of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Yes. Yes, okay. So he put this movie on pause because obviously he does whatever he wants with his movies. And basically, so Ricky Gervais was actually supposed to play the role of Simon Pegg. But because it got backed up, he left. And Scarlett Johansson was actually supposed to be in this movie as well, and she left. Huh. So just because he was like, nah, I'm going to go do this other Yeah, so there's quick. actually a few other people, but those are probably the two big... Two like big, names. Yeah, I think yeah. Kenneth Bennett was supposed to be in it as well. Kenneth Branagh? Nothing Bennett. I think maybe Branagh. But I thought it was Bennett. I don't know. There's a few other ones that were all supposed to be in this movie, and they all left because of the thing. Damn. Which gets back to J.J. Abrams. So basically, Tom Cruise bent all of Alias, and he loved the show, and then he offered him the directing job of Mission Possible 3. That's 
That's so cool. And that's how J.J. Abrams got his first directing gig. So ultimately, Mission Impossible 3 happened because Tom Cruise really, really liked this movie about a female spy made by J.J. TV show. This TV show by, yes. about a female spy. And so he literally hired, he called up J.J. Abrams and said, hey, you want to direct my movie Mission Impossible 3? And that's basically J.J. J. J. Abrams like, I don't awesome. that kind of money, guys. And that was J.J. You know Abrams' first directing. That was his first movie. That's really cool. That he got a job. Uh, speaking of Mission Impossible 3, they did a viral marketing ploy where they used like the theme song and audio players back in the day. Like this is like mid 2000. They put them in like the little vending boxes with LA Times. But of course they became loose and started playing and they looked like bombs and it confused everybody for bombs. <laughs> so they kept having all these bomb threats in which actually the police actually blew up one of the newspaper stands for a precaution. What year did Mission Impossible 3 come out in? I think 2006. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. Which leads to the very best one, the most changing thing of Mission Impossible, probably why it matters the most. So that affected all of the movies in 2000. Ian McKellen was offered a gig to play in Mission Impossible 2 that eventually went to Anthony Hopkins, but he only they only sent him part of the script, so he wasn't sure if it was any good, and so he actually declined the script and then was offered Magneto and then Gandalf the next day. What? That's so cool. So essentially, if he actually accepts that gig, we have a different Magneto and Gandalf. I could not picture anybody in real life as Magneto other than Ian McKellen. And I'm kind of glad because that movie was awful. And I like Anthony Hopkins, but I hate that movie. That's super cool. So the fun, I told you, the fun facts of this is actually pretty cool. It's really good. I don't know. Good job. The franchise itself is basically, like I said, known for the theme song, basically the the, uh, people making fun of the the, uh, acronym, and... um, the, the self-destruct missions. The movies are cool. I mean, they, except they're not like these huge... Bo- they definitely don't make like bank like a lot of other movies. But Last- it doesn't matter because Tom Cruise is just going to keep making them until he gets tired. Yeah. Tom Cruise already said he's going to keep playing Tom C- playing Ethan Hunt until he gets bored. So there's going to probably be <gasps> another one. Are we going to get like a 70-year-old Ethan Hunt? Possibly. Adrian, your face... <laughs> He's just going to get shorter, and then they're going to give him bigger stilts. <laughs> That's all that's going to happen. J.J. Abrams got his first break from Tom Cruise off of Alias, because he liked it. Yeah, it's... We almost missed out on Simon Pegg. We almost missed out on really, Gandalf. It's really hard to be a rich white guy with money. <laughs> <laughs> He's so generous <laughs> with his white man money. Uh, just because, just because I was curious too. Uh, Sean Connery, Patrick Stewart, Christopher Plummer were all offered the role of Gandalf, but they'd all turned it down. And then Sam Neill was considered before Ian McKellen took the job. Just for your own Ooh, curiosity. Damn. And no, I could not find any alternate Japanese titles for Magneto's Mission title. Impossible, unfortunately. So there is no like Mission Impossible Sky Mission or anything like that. Aw, but that would be so good. But has any other movie made the police blow up a newspaper stand <laughs> for precaution? Because marketing gone bad. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I actually really... do remember How do you hearing think that that is like a good idea. I actually though? do remember hearing about that, but I don't. Re- I didn't remember the extent of what it actually was because obviously that was like twelve years at this point. Gosh. So yeah. that's about all I have for this. Fun facts. Um, yeah. Last thoughts, I guess, of anything? Go into Scientology. Make a lot of money. Make your own movies. He had a lot more money before he went to Scientology. 
Tom Cruise has been oh, starring okay. in the movies well, since sorry. like the 80s. Okay, he was I a top, okay. he I made money off Top Gun I and forgot. Stuff. Scientology requires you give them money. So make a lot of money, <laughs> give it to Scientology. It'll then save your acting career or give you more acting juices a la Michael Benya or Tom Cruise. Then get more money and then make any movie you want. To be fair, there's actually quite a bit of female celebrities that are also in Scientology that we've kind of like I know forgot to skip over. The only one I know is the woman from Mad Men. Who's now in Handmaid's Obviously, Tales. we have some people who have left now, so they type thing. But it, which is but, insane because but it's still like, funny that they the were there in the from first Handmaid's place. Handmaid's Tales is a Scientologist, what? and Scientology is known for yeah the main in character a movie, in Handmaid's. She, isn't that like is that like meta? Yeah. Like she just yeah. <laughs> I, which, like, that's what I was about to say. Like Scientology is known for abusing people inside of it and controlling yeah, everything. So I was they born do. for this role, and. <laughs> I was born into this. Yeah, before I was going to say, before you scapegoat all the other people, there's a bunch of... I didn't scapegoat all the other people. I just said Tom Cruise because he's like the yeah, most notable like Scientologist the... and Michael Benya oh, because yeah. it shattered yeah, my he's, heart. He's the, the poster boy. So what, what, what are you expecting for... I don't. I haven't watched any of the movies, Mess. Like, what are you expecting for this next movie that you're going to be seeing or have already seen? Based on the trailers, I'm actually really excited for this movie. I was more excited for this movie based on the trailers than Ant-Man and the Wasp. I can tell you that much. Um, Adrian's face. I, mean, I didn't watch that man. Trailer. I actually enjoy the uh, movie, but I do like. I mean, this trailer looked. It looked like dumb. He got hit by a truck and like flew off a motorcycle and is obviously going to be alive. Like that's that's like peak dumb action movie garbage. And then what's his face like? Punches a wall. A, a like I live for that kind of stuff. Like he punches through a wall. <laughs> so like, in when I was watching, like, are they going just? full stupid now or has it always been like this um i don't know if it's been it definitely hasn't been fast and the furious stupid like at least some of the stuff has been like over the top especially the last few movies but as far as like this outrageous looks... i'm gonna flex my muscle to break he out he gets of a hit by a truck on a motorcycle with no helmets well, he on what's before this he said the other ones before this, Adrian. I can tell you this much. This I, can, I bet I can pull up more people who have been hit by a truck on a motorcycle and live than people who have broken a cast with their, by flexing. I was more thinking about The Rock fucking picking up his... Or a missile. His, well, uh, what is it? It's that jail scene where he's like staring at Jason Statham and The Rock just like breaks Yeah, that the, was uh, his superhero moment. The, he went full the, superhero uh, in yeah. that movie. Uh but I'm just wondering, like, is it going? Like, is this going to be more? If it is like more over the top, because it does look more over the top and ridiculous. Like the fight, what, what's what's the guy's name? Yeah, Kate. Yeah, Andy like Cavill? that. That fight looks like The Rock and Vin Diesel fighting. Like that's what that fight reminded me of, especially with like the Andy gun Carter. loading, uh, flex it's thing. So like good, though, that's that's some it's that's so some over the top fight scenes right there. Actually, we'll see what it is. Like, I will say this, though. I feel like we're going back. Like, I feel like we had this piece where we were trying to do, like, smart action movies. And, like, the stupid ones were super stupid and didn't really go into theaters that much because they were all sequels. But, like, I feel like now we're getting back to, like, the early 90s, 80s action hero. Like, action hero. He is an actual hero. And we're going to do ridiculous things. Which I feel like... Dwayne I know Johnson the, ushered in. I said the third one probably was pretty cool with stuff. It wasn't over the top. The first three aren't over the top. Well, the second one's a little, has a few moments. I didn't think Rogue Nation was over the top. The Rogue Nation actually probably one of the most grounded ones. I thought Rogue truth. Nation actually had a really good story. Yeah, Rogue Nation actually is pretty crazy because it's like one of the most grounded ones they've had. 
and it kind of went back because I think protocol was a little over the top. So I don't know. It's they one of those all blend in my head, but so they're gonna be one of those because I because I did re talk about when obviously when I was doing these notes about that of what they were talking about like between Mission Impossible and James Bond, how basically James Bond's kind of come up and whether they're gonna go back grounded back to what they're doing and the same thing with like this show and what we're gonna see because Rogue yeah. Nation was kind of more of the grounded version of Protocol. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's also hard for me to argue about it when Tom Cruise does his own stunts and he's still alive. Can't tell me, oh, we, there's no way he'd be on the side of a plane when he jumped on the side of that plane. Didn't yeah. have a harness, but at least he hung on and he didn't let go. I give him that. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. Obviously, we'll find out probably about a day or so after this comes out. So, by, probably by we'll time find out tonight, the day this comes out. Yes. But I and was then just I'll have a to... review up for you to read. Yes. At butwhythepodcast.com. <laughs> Will you just wrap this damn show up? Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sorry I laughed a lot, Matt, but I actually learned a lot. And I, I'm even more excited to go see Mission Impossible Fallout. Um so yeah thank you for joining us make sure you rate review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it it really helps other people find us and uh, you can find me at oh my myth on twitter adrian yeah you can find me on twitter at super reese 93 s-u-p-e-r-r-u-i-z 93 and i'm gonna go youtube some of the tv show episodes i'm gonna try and find them there because i'm curious what the tv show looks like after Matt explained. Because that sounded really interesting <laughs> to me. I, I thought that premise sounded cool. Dang it, that's what I forgot to talk about. Son of a bitch. What? So, w- within the TV show, which made it pretty cool, was all the main cast basically had their own roles. So, they all had, like, basically, Greg Morris was an engineer and whatnot. And so, he was an engineer and, like, had their own specialized skills, like I said, in, like, uh, Cinnamon over here. Basically, was, like, a fashion model, slash a high, like, so she ended up being a con artist and whatnot. And as they were replaced, they basically had somebody come in and they basically had the same... Pre- profession and same skills yeah. so i can definitely see how people would get mad yeah. that tom cruise is just the face of your franchise and they have like this kind of ensemble of cast kind of thing that makes a lot more sense yeah. well that's what well that's what's been cool about the last few ones they've done like i said to simon Pegg is now like obviously been in there vin range has actually been through it all but so he was there as well so they've kind of now like got this like not really an ensemble but kind of pretty close of like yeah. a team Versus especially compared to, like, the And Rogue Nation one. was super teamy. Yeah. It was extremely team-based. Yeah, cons- considering the first two, like I said, they kind of go, they get, they get, a, once Benji's introduced or Simon Pegg, they definitely start going to the team-wise. The Dun-dun. first two movies, it's basically Vin Rains and Tom Cruise. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. Okay. Dun-dun. It's in my head. Well, quit, we're trying to record. Well, Matt. What? We're already wrapping up. Okay. Tell them where to find you. You can find me on Twitter. I'll be making a Wonder Woman, Woman Thread. Oh my God.